Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast, or if it's your first time here, hello for the first time. I have to let you in on a little secret. This is actually the first podcast episode that I've recorded this year, and all my January podcast episodes, in fact all my December podcast episodes, I think I recorded everything in November so that I could properly take some time off over Christmas. (laughs) And you'll hear in some of the episodes, I'm like, so this year, I mean next year, so this because I'm like trying to keep up the illusion but um yeah this is actually my first podcast episode this year and it feels so great to be back at the mic recording episodes for you and oh my goodness I have a ton a ton of stuff to share and some really exciting content coming out over the next few weeks so with that being said a little life update when (laughs) when I was recording my January episodes I was trying to anticipate how I would have spent my new year and I think there was one episode where I was like yeah so for new year I did this it was a really great time but new year hadn't actually happened yet so I was just assuming how it would have gone which is fitting given what we're going to talk about in today's podcast episodes but anyway for new year I went away with one of my close friends we went to a music festival and it is the first time that I have actually done glamping at a music festival. So last year in 2022, I actually went to Tomorrowland and it was the first time where I had not stayed in a tent for a festival. And I actually had this little studio apartment that I was staying in. And then each day I would get a train into the festival and it felt like luxury. It felt like I was living in the lap of luxury. And during this time while I was traveling Europe over summer, me and my friend were talking about going to this festival and I was like, fuck it, do you know what, why don't we just pay to upgrade and have glamping, have the tent set up and not have to worry about it, like how good would that be for New Year, because for me, (laughs) there's no bigger come down from a festival than it being the last day and having to pack away your tent, maybe being a little bit hungover, looking around and seeing this mess everywhere, and it's fine when you're setting up, although setting up a tent isn't my favourite thing to do, you're excited, you've got the whole weekend ahead of you, None of that excitement is there on the way home. It's just get me out of here and get me home. So we decided to upgrade, splurge on having the glamping. And it was, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a mixed experience. Am I glad that we did it? Yes. Am I unsure how I'm ever going to be able to go back to normal camping after this experience? Also, yes. But there were a few things that didn't go exactly according to plan. Number one. (laughs) probably the most important thing is that the beds were so uncomfortable and we thought we were being slick upgrading from air beds to proper raised beds but I want you to picture like when you've ever seen maybe a world war one or a world war two film and someone's seriously injured and they're putting them on the stretcher bed that is what the beds were like and every day we'd wake up this massive sinkhole in the bed massive dip in the bed and it was just so so uncomfortable to sleep But apart from that, there were just such great perks. We got our hair and makeup done every day. It was just like this nice little little private glamping village, which was really nice. Had our own VIP bar. It was a really nice vibe. Everyone staying in there was super friendly. 
and it was right next to the main arena but those beds if I was to do it again I would definitely make sure that I had an air bed and yeah so new year was just such a beautiful experience festivals are one of my favorite things to do and I went to my first festival when I was 14 years old I went to Glastonbury and I felt like this whole new world had been opened up to me and this was actually my first festival in Australia for a few years due to bushfires and then COVID there were just so many things happening that um, festivals kept getting pushed off postponed postponed so it was so nice to go to a festival in Australia again see some acts that I'd, I'd never even heard of one of my new favorites is called party boy 69 you're gonna have to look him up on instagram because nothing that i could describe is is gonna do him justice and then on new year's eve it was disco themed which i was so excited about i had this metal dress that i'd ordered from white fox boutique think paris hilton's 21st birthday it was like that exact dress and i was a little nervous to wear it because it was going to be 30 degrees and this dress is, is literally chainmail. it's made out of metal. But it actually had the opposite effect of being super cooling on one of the hottest days of the festival. And I just, I just felt like a princess. And then come to find out a month later, um, a picture of me in the silver dress has been uploaded on the festival page. One of my friends sent it to me like, is this you? I'm like, is this me? And so New Year's Eve was just like such an amazing day. People did not take the dressing up theme as seriously as some people, i.e. me, because I love to dress up. <laughs> but that's beside the point. And me and my friend Emma actually ended up meeting these two other guys who were there. You know, we were there as a duo. They were there as a duo. And we just ended up hanging out the whole day on New Year's Eve. I actually ended up holding this like intention setting circle where we all went around and set our intentions and things that we were going to change moving forward in the new year. And for me... I'm definitely someone who likes to think about the new year from a perspective of what intentions am I going to set, what things am I going to prioritize rather than a resolution. And I know there's kind of the same feeling behind it, but to me, language is really important. And I think there are a lot of negative things associated with setting resolutions and also, you know, resolutions just for this year, where as an intention is something that I decide to speak over my life and that I encourage my clients to speak over their lives as well. So doing that intention setting circle at the festival was really beautiful. We were all in great spirits. And then a few days later, one of the guys messaged, we have a we have a WhatsApp group chat now. One of the guys messaged and he was like, I did that intention setting thing with my mom and it was amazing. And I just thought that was, it was so cute, so cute. So I've already made um, headway in a lot of the intentions that I've set for New Year, which I'll probably talk about on another episode <laughs> because I have this thing about introductions. You know, you're either someone who loves the introductions when people take a little while to get into the podcast episode, you love those, or you don't. And, and I don't, I don't know what kind of people my people are. So I like to try and keep the introductions to a moderate length. Otherwise, half the episode would literally be me introducing, introducing my life. But I feel with good purpose because what I've spoken about in today's intro does lead into the topic that we're talking about, which is speaking your dream life into existence. This is one of my favorite things to do and probably one of the first manifestation practices that I began implementing in my life before I really knew what it was, before I actually decided to educate myself on conscious manifestation and spirituality. Speaking my life into existence is something that I was doing since I was a child and is in fact something that a lot of us do before we lose that childlike sense of wonder and imagination and truly believing that anything is possible and I think I'm very lucky in that I grew up in a small not even a small town (laughs) 
grew up in a small village that was slightly insular so it did feel like anything that I wanted to achieve was possible because it was very sheltered from the outside world and my way of thinking was maybe a little bit different. We grew up next to a Tibetan monastery and we'd spend a lot of our time hanging out there with monks and nuns and and I realized that my childhood when looking back wasn't that normal but I think that was also a real benefit to me now in later life was having that different perspective on life from from an early age so all my impossible outlandish dreams whenever I spoke them at the time really didn't seem that crazy or that absurd which has led me to some interesting places in my adult life and I guess a sad thing about growing up and having responsibilities is that you you do lose a bit of that sense of, of wonder and that sense of possibility of thinking that anything can happen but the good thing is that you can you can relearn that it's not gone forever it's something that you can teach yourself and it's something that you can begin to adapt into your life. And last year, my word for the year was magic and having magical moments in my life, magical experiences and meet magical people. And I feel like I really leaned into that element of speaking my life into existence. So if you've never heard of the term speaking your life into existence before, what does it actually mean? To me, speaking my life into existence is speaking about a future reality, my hopes, my dreams, my wants, my desires for the future as if it is a done deal that they're actually happening. So for me, there is a real difference between saying, oh, I hope in the future that I'm going to be successful, I'm going to have a really successful business, a happy relationship, I'm going to live in my dream house, to I know that those things are going to happen, and speaking about those things from a place of I know, to speaking about things with I hope. So there's a distinction in the language that you use, yes, but there's also a distinction in the feeling behind it in that you could share your inadvertent commas impossible dreams with someone and they may laugh at you, not in a malicious way, but like, huh, that's that's a really cute idea or that's a big dream or something and not really take you seriously, but that doesn't matter because you know in your heart you intuitively know that that this is that this is just going to happen, that this is just your way of being and it is so certain and so solid for you. Even if you cannot yet see it in your current 3D reality, you know that it is inevitability that this is going to be part of your chat, part of your book, part of your story. And I recently went to the cinema to watch Babylon. If you've been listening listen to podcasts for a while, you know something I love to do is go to the cinema by myself. I feel like going with other people is a waste of time because you're not even going to be talking to each other during the film anyway. And I feel like I can just really get lost in the experience. So I went to go see Babylon starring Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt. And this isn't giving too much away if you haven't seen it, by the way. In part of the kind of first few scenes, Margot Robbie is talking about wanting to be a successful actress. And at this point, she's unknown, unheard of. And she's just like, yeah, I'm a star. And this guy's like, oh, I've never heard of you. So you mean you'll be a star in the future? She's like, no, I, I'm already a star. And she already believed that she was a star, even though her reality didn't yet align with the dreams that she had for herself. So the level of belief is what takes you to the manifestation rather than being like, when I have the evidence, then I'm going to believe it. It's really that inevitability of I believe it, so it's going to happen. And by the way, speaking your dream life into existence is absolutely something that goes hand in hand with a lot of other manifestation techniques or tools like affirmations and vision boards. Before I moved to Australia, 
in my very first vision board in 2015. Was it 2015 or was it 2016? Did I move here in uh 2016 and I had all of these different things I wanted to achieve on there and um obviously moving to Australia was a big thing that I wanted to do and I would talk about it even though it was was so far away from happening it was a year away from happening but I would talk about it as if it was going to happen tomorrow and in my mind and in my soul it, it felt that true for me and I would do things that would support what was on the vision board. So mistake a lot of people make with vision boards is they'll just make a vision board, pictures look cute, good to go, and then never really look at it again. Whereas what I recommend my clients do is you immerse that vision board into your way of being. So for me, having moving to Australia on my vision board, it was not just something that I looked at in my vision board. It was something I spoke to myself about. It was something that I spoke to other people about. Every single day, I would watch Australia vlogs from solo female travelers and I would just imagine all the things that I was going to do and things I was going to tick off my list when I moved to Australia, when I traveled to Australia. And it just it just became so ingrained into my life, even though it hadn't happened yet. So you can absolutely support this with other tools to make it even more powerful. So how do you actually speak your life into existence? Number one is to talk about it often to yourself and others. I am a huge fan of talking to myself to the point where it's just so unconscious for me that um, talking to myself is really a way for me to understand and process what's going on in my mind (laughs) quite frequently. When I'm at the supermarket, I will just talk myself through the decisions the decisions that I'm making when it pertains to buying food so I'm like okay if I buy the broccoli then it's going to go with this and then I'm getting enough vegetables for this day but what am I going to have with this or should I really buy this I have enough sugar and that's the kind of (laughs) kind of beta talking that I'll be having and the other day after one of my classes I went to the supermarket like one of my fitness classes I went to the supermarket afterwards and I'm doing my usual routine of just walking around the shop literally nothing in my basket (laughs) just talking about all the things I'm going to buy and whether this is a good decision and then I'm looking over the (laughs) I'm looking over the fruit aisle and I you know when you get that feeling that someone's looking at you you can just feel eyes on you and I got that feeling (laughs) I just saw this guy like clocking me from over the aisle like what is she doing but it's fine because I was talking (laughs) I was talking my dinner into existence so talking to yourself about your dreams is a really powerful tool because it helps you to process your ideas and also really feel get a feel for things as well maybe you don't want to talk to yourself in the supermarket and that's totally okay maybe it's something you set aside a 10 minute in the morning to talk about your plans and dreams for the future or if you're doing a walking meditation this can be something that's really beautiful walking around outside spaces walking around parks and things like that I remember when we were in lockdown in Melbourne (laughs) how could I forget? Trauma. Um, I remember when we were in lockdown and basically one of the only things we were allowed to do was go for a walk within five kilometers of our house for an hour a day. So I would really take advantage of that and spend a lot of time by myself walking. And before this, I'm not a walker massively. I don't massively love walking around. Um, I find find it to be boring sometimes I just find it to be really boring but because I had nothing else to do I was like okay I'm just gonna walk around and I would literally like walk around streets in my neighborhood thinking about my future (laughs) like imagining that I wasn't in lockdown and all the things I was gonna do in the future it's actually a little bit sad because 
also something I would do is like listen to podcasts over and over again and now when I'm walking even though I'm no longer in lockdown there'll be certain points of the street that I go to and I remember excerpts from podcast episodes I was listening to and it's at that exact point in the street because that was all I was doing for six six months of my life so walking around and talking things into existence can be really powerful and what you'll find is you begin to anchor certain places with certain things that you've said and that's pretty cool if you're walking around your neighborhood and then you walk here and you're like oh yes manifesting the fam or manifesting x amount of money or whatever it is that you want to manifest into your life so that can be really cool and then following on from this and actually speaking things out loud is also talking to others about your dream reality now there is a caveat with this is that you really want to make sure that you are sharing things with people that you know are unequivocally going to support your dreams no matter how crazy or outlandish they sound and that is not necessarily going to be every single person in your life i have friends that i share "Mm, do i have friends that i share with everything with to be honest most of my friends like offer different you know I'll have different dreams and stuff that I share with different people not because I don't trust people but because I'm aware of certain relationships where something may be better received or I know I'm going to get better advice from someone who is in a similar industry or has been in a similar position and can give me their perspective from that way and for some people and I know that this has been the case with my clients your family may not necessarily be the first people that you want to go to with ideas like this and it's not because they don't love and support you but it's because their idea of support may look a little bit different from the support that you need for these dreams especially if it is kind of far outside of what people in your family have done before I remember one of my previous clients was actually quite hesitant to share with her family some of the things that she was working towards, that she was doing, and felt kind of bad about it, but it's not something that you have to feel bad about. In fact, I highly recommend being, what's the word? Being, it's not cautious, but just being aware um, about who who you share things with. Because if you have this big idea, big dream that you're super excited about, and then you're like, yes, I'm gonna speak this into existence, and you go and talk about it to a friend who, who maybe has a similar viewpoint or is just not on board with that kind of thing and inadvertently shits on your dreams, it's not going to make you feel very good about yourself or those things either. So just to be mindful of it and and share share those things in your heart with someone that you know is going to receive them well. And talking about them as if they are a done deal. So I definitely have friends that I can I can talk about things with like really wild out there things and they're just like, yeah course absolutely and it's also good having people in your life who maybe see beyond that level of things and this is by far one of my favorite things about working with clients is helping them flesh out those dreams and ideas and helping people see see even more than they once dreamed possible for themselves and also my favorite thing about being supported as a client it goes both ways it's just having someone in your corner who who truly believes in what you you want to do what you want to create what you want to bring into your life and and makes you feel good about it as well moving on number two is pair speaking with action it is one thing to speak your life into existence and just be like yes all these incredible things are going to happen but you also have to be working towards actually making that your reality otherwise it just stays as as talk right you don't want to just talk a big game you want to action that game you want that game to become your reality so 
for me, I do find that speaking about things, talking about things, whether it's out loud or even, you know, journaling as a form of speaking things into existence as well, is that I have to pair that thought work, that processing with taking action steps towards what I'm talking about. And that doesn't need to be tomorrow. I am going to have the deposit from my dream house, I'm going to have signed the papers and I'm going to be moving in next week. It doesn't mean that things necessarily have to move quickly. Things just have to be moving, right? There just has to be some petrol in the tank. That is so funny. I always use car analogies and I still don't properly know how to drive, but I am understanding more car stuff. So I feel like I can, I can use these analogies now, but you know, there's some gas in the tank, petrol in the tank, whatever you like to call it. And you are moving in the direction of where you want to go because if you're not moving in the direction of where you want to go it's not that you're just staying in the same place but you actually find yourself moving backwards so pairing action with with words with dreams with desires with visioning with dreaming about your future is absolutely the way to actually manifest things into reality and not just have them stay as a dream for one day The final thing that I want you to consider when it comes to speaking your dreams into existence is believing in your method. When I coach people through using affirmations and creating affirmations that they want to speak on their life, a hesitancy can be a hesitancy for them, for my clients, for my students can often be, okay, I'm saying this affirmation and I want this affirmation to be true, but I don't believe it. And the reason that this is, is because we have something in our mind, between our conscious and subconscious mind, which is called our critical faculty. And you can think of this like your inner BS meter. So when you are speaking things into existence and maybe creating affirmations from a conscious level, your conscious mind can see that it's not yet true. So that's why it's important that we combine our conscious work with our subconscious work to to bypass those conscious levels of all those things that come up of, no, it's not, no, you can't, no, you shouldn't, no, you won't. And just get to the subconscious mind where we can impress those ideas upon ourselves really easily. So when I'm going through creating affirmations with my clients and it's something that they don't believe yet, I encourage them not to get worried or not to be scared that it doesn't feel real for you yet. Because as long as you keep working on it, you keep working on those affirmations and there's a ton of other stuff we can do around affirmations, which I'm sure I'll speak about in another episode. But it doesn't matter if you don't believe it to begin with. What matters is that you work on your belief. And if if that's something you struggle with, I highly recommend you listen to my episode, which is called Six Stages of Building Belief, because I talk about the stages of belief and why you don't need to believe in something 100%. But you do want to get yourself to a place where you believe in its possibility more than you believe in its impossibility. So working towards building yourself up to that place and just a little a little tip that you can use to to kind of get yourself to that place if you don't feel like you're there at the moment is let's say you have the affirmation and something you want to speak of your life is i'm a millionaire and there's tons of other reasons that go into this and what you're going to do with all your money blah 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 but you just can't you can't get on board with it because your current financial situation does not does not reflect what you're saying something that can be really helpful is to think of 
have there been a period in your life where you have gone from one financial amount to another financial amount so maybe you got a promotion at your job maybe you had some inheritance money and you saw yourself going from one level to the next can you use the belief can you use the knowledge from that event and apply it to the new event that you want to happen so when you're thinking about this new thing of you being a millionaire you can use those exact same feelings you had when you got the promotion or when you had the inheritance although saying the inheritance I'm sure there's a little bit of sadness that whoever has died as well (laughs) but you know the positive feelings and positive emotions associated with that I borrow them from something that has already happened and apply them to something that will happen in the future and then it isn't such a massive reach it's not such a jump for you because it's something that you can kind of tie back to having already happened in your life so if you do find that something you struggle with I find borrowing those emotions from somewhere else can be a really a really powerful way to get you into the feelings that you need to have to make something feel more more concrete So to recap, in order to speak your dream life into existence, talk about it often, both to yourself and other people, and speak about the things that you want to happen in your future as if they are a done deal, as if it is absolutely inevitable, because it is. Pair speaking with action. It's one thing to speak about your dream life, it's another to act on it so it actually becomes true. If you don't take action and you're just purely doing the speaking part, there is going to be a real dissonance between what you're saying and and what you're doing. So we need to keep those levels equal between actions and speaking, speaking and actions. And what you'll find is the more you speak your dream life into existence, the more you're going to be inspired to act in certain ways or you'll have intuitive hits about things that you should be doing or people to speak to that is going to actually help you to make this true. Lastly, you want to ensure that as you are speaking your life into existence, pairing that speaking with action, that you are believing in your message. And if you don't believe in it yet, that you're doing the belief work to help secure that knowledge in your mind as being certain. And there is a ton of work that you can do get yourself there because the truth is most people don't come into life well depending on circumstances and privilege but most people don't come into life and maintain throughout their entire life without a smidge of doubt that everything is going to happen exactly as they want it to and in fact you know even for me as a manifestation coach and someone who regularly does mindset work I am still continually doing things all the time that help me to to build my own belief it's not just a one and done it's something that that you continually do and I cannot wait to hear about all the beautiful things that you are speaking into existence and as always I do love when you reach out on Instagram or either reply to my emails and and let me know how how these things are going and the kind of results you've been having too. Thanks for tuning in today I am so glad to have you here and if you love what you've heard remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast and I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay can't wait to hear from you until next time gorgeous.